Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. David Cobb covers college football, college basketball for CBS Sports on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, help me out here. What's happened on signing day? I assume Georgia won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Georgia's cleaned up. They're, they're going to finish with the top class uh, yet again. I, well, actually, first time since 2020 that, that Georgia will have the top class. But, man, it, it's kind of lost its thunder. It's lost its mojo because it feels like so many of these players won't stick around. They will end up transferring, and thus uh, recruiting transfers becomes far more important than, than recruiting the freshmen. So there, there's been some interesting stuff. I mean, mainly I would say that the, the biggest takeaway is Florida and Billy Napier really continuing to struggle. Uh, and then Ohio State, like, holding on by the skin of its teeth to a couple of really important prospects today. I mean, those are the two things you need to know. Ohio State surviving, uh, getting it done at the end, and, and then Florida sort of just falling apart. I think the other thing, it's not even necessarily just the transfer aspect, but that definitely factors into it. I think the, uh, you know, the, the guys that could you know, be there for a year and, and leave – I think the problem is it's like determining what was a good class because sometimes now in recruiting it's keeping your roster is a good class. And I think it's trying to – it used to be quite simple. These teams had good recruiting classes. We think they'll be good. Now it's like it feels like there's just so much information and so many other ways to look at it that like I feel like we can't even determine like going into next season who really changed their circumstances in the positive. What I do think you're spot on about, it does feel like we can determine who it's not going well for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and to your point, look at USC. They, over the last several years, have landed an abundance of highly touted prospects, and so many of them have failed to perform. And while a few years ago we may have celebrated the Trojans for signing Corey Foreman, he does absolutely nothing for them and is now in the portal. And so – you celebrate these, quote, victories on signing day, and then so many of them turn out to be hollow victories or, or not victories at all. But, of course, if you don't sign anybody, uh, then it's clear things aren't going well for you, and that's sort of the situation that, that Florida finds itself in because, you know, you can make up a lot of ground in the transfer portal, but you at least have to have some baseline of, of competent high school recruiting still. And, and, you know, there are teams out there clearly – struggling with that so yeah it's 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 not what it used to be it also doesn't help that it's in december people are thinking about christmas they're thinking about their bowl games uh it's just not what it was when february and uh, it used to just completely steal the show and uh now i mean i think the nil stuff has, has jaded a lot of fans on it as well but i mean it's 
Yeah, it's just really all that it is at, at this point is um, a reason for fans to hope. Like, and, and that's that's what signing day is. Like, if you are looking for hope, you can find it on National Signing Day, even if we know that in the end, a few years down the line, uh, none of this stuff is really going to matter all that much. So I've kind of because I've gone back and forth with Mark on this. I don't think the that NIL is what has turned everyone off. But what I do think NIL has done is maybe maybe for a very long, probably too long of a period of time, you could kind of keep the veil over your eyes that it wasn't really as transactionary as, as it actually is and honestly as it always has been. It's just now it's more, it's more in your face. I think the fact that there's not as much drama, I, I think that is kind of what's – because it's just like, you know, it feels like it's, all right, well, who's going to make the highest bid? Who gets the last chance to bid? It feels like that there's not the, like, because you and I have covered recruiting. There's just not, like, the day-to-day drama narrative that I think fans had gotten accustomed to because that illusion's gone, I think. Yeah, and the transfers are taking up a lot of that juice. Because yes, 100%. When you've got a transfer who you've seen produce at the college level, he Bingo. gets the portal. He starts considering your school. Well, of course, you're going to be more interested in that player than you are in some guy with an arbitrary four stars next to his name from a recruiting service. And that stuff goes on really year-round because there's multiple windows where you can enter the portal and, and go to a new school. So uh, that that has uh, sucked out a lot of the oxygen from the, the high school recruiting world. And, and not to mention there's just fewer commitments still uh, at this time because of all the uh, COVID eligibility. That we have. I did a study recently uh, on college basketball in particular, and for this year's freshman class, the players who are freshmen in college basketball right now, there are fewer uh, freshmen at the big six basketball schools and the big six conferences uh, for college basketball than there than there ever have been because you still have all those COVID guys uh, cycling through, and they're going to be in college basketball for at least another year. And we, we still have that effect in football, too, with all the fifth- and sixth-year guys who are still using up that extra year of eligibility. Uh, so that, that plays a role in it, too. There's just not as much room uh, for the freshmen as there was in the past. Well, and now they're, you know what I mean? Like even coaches are, you know, they're, they're risk averse rather than, hey, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, like everyone's still taking the top end. You know, DJ Wagner is going to have a home. But if you're like in between, hey, this guy's, you know, let's say like he's the 35th best player in the country. Or I've got, you know, this 22-year-old that I know, like I've seen what he can do. Like It feels like people are defaulting to that and you know we're seeing that with memphis and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the question that i have like i've been very impressed by this team but i think for all the factors that you just mentioned it's still in a grand scheme of things how are you how are you relative to the rest of the country and Mm -hmm. the problem that i've had right now is like i don't i don't know like i i know memphis scheduled pretty tough and they're coming out of it they're nine and two through you know I, i think any realistic even realistic on the optimistic side fan would have signed in blood for nine and two during with this schedule. But at the same time, it's like, do I, do I feel a thousand percent confident that I'm going to watch Virginia be a top, you know, two or three team in the ACC? No. Am I, I'm a little more confident that I think a and is still going to be pretty good in the, in the SEC, but do I, you know, they were pretty good in the SEC last year and they got knocked out in the first round. Like I, you know what I mean? Same thing. 
do I think this Ole Miss run is real? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, that's kind of where I am. It's trying to make sense of what Memphis has done. I know that I feel – my eyes tell me that I'm impressed, but how do you feel about the work that they've done? I feel pretty good about it because, yeah, okay, Missouri – like, to, to your point about the teams they've beaten, Missouri's been disappointing. Michigan's been disappointing. Arkansas has been disappointing. Yeah. Uh, however, the, the wins that they've picked up recently I think are going to hold up very well. Uh, the SEC as a whole has not been great this year, but I'm still a big believer in Texas A&M. Their schedule, A&M's schedule has been really difficult. So they don't have a great record at this point, but they're still quite easily going to be above 500 in the SEC, and I still see them as a pretty clear lock to make the NCAA tournament. And I feel pretty similarly about Clemson and Virginia, too. I mean, I know Virginia can just absolutely lay an egg, which they've done in both of their losses, but uh, they've got some meat on the resume already. And you just got to believe in Tony Bennett and that defense because night in, night out in the ACC, there aren't going to be teams like Memphis that are that athletic and that deep. The ACC is not not a great league, and it doesn't have uh, that many deep, experienced, talented teams like like Memphis. So I think Virginia will be fine. So I love what Memphis has done in, into our earlier conversation. I mean, it's a tremendous testament to Penny Hardaway's adaptation that in the six years now that he's been a college basketball coach, he has transformed with the times from going after the highest caliber high school prospects that he could find with a fair deal of success Uh, doing that in terms of of getting them into school. And then now, over the last couple of years, completely doing a 180 and going after the oldest, most experienced transfers that he could find. You will not find a coach in college basketball or college football who has undergone a more rapid philosophical shift and done it successfully. Uh, You won't find one who's done it, who's done it better than Penny Hardaway. And that's, that's been on display for them this year. And, I mean, we didn't know who was going to be coming into the season. I yeah. wouldn't have predicted uh, David Jones uh, to be the star, but my gosh, that dude is a bucket, and uh, he is he is super fun to watch. He had maybe one of the most elite uh, poses after a three I've seen all year. He held it up for like seven seconds. I know. It yeah, was, he, he, that was that was that was awesome. He's swag, man. He's he's great. The the, the guys around him seem to to enjoy you know and play off of that, enjoy feeding him as well. I mean pretty unselfish team um, from, from what I can tell. I mean, now you've got to add Naquan Walton in and, and keep dealing with the, the, uh, the Jordan Brown drama. But, shoot, I mean, Penny's been dealing with, with the drama uh, really the entire time he's been at Memphis. So I don't think he'll be, he'll be phased by this, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I'm super impressed with, with Memphis basketball and, and what they've been able to accomplish. What's the ceiling in your mind for this team? Yeah, I mean, probably Elite Eight. Uh, that, that's probably what I would say. I mean, you, you look at, at the roster and typically the teams that end up winning the national title have a, a lottery pick on the roster. I don't know who that guy would be for Memphis, and maybe that starts to change in this era. Uh, but, I mean, there's there's a stat out there. It's kind of ridiculous. I think it's something like 25 of the last 26 yeah. college basketball national champions had a you know, a, a lottery pick. Uh, you know, I, David Jones might play his way onto an NBA roster. Uh, I don't know that, the, that the, he's going to go in the lottery, though. Uh, so I mean, let's a, be real. there's a reason he's at Memphis. It's because he, you know, he wasn't a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean, DePaul and St. John's. I mean, just didn't see it coming. But but here we are. Um, he, he's I'm sure has the getting the attention of, of NBA scouts with the way yeah. he's playing. But uh, well, no, and like, like no, no, to no. your point, like Jarrett Culver never developed into an NBA guy. He became what he was a he was a junior, wasn't he at, at Tech? 
Like, yeah, you, like, walk, yeah like maybe they, like there's guys that play their way, but I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, Naquan Tomlin is their is their best draft prospect as of today. Yeah, that's yeah, and he hasn't played a game yet. Correct. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Elite Eight that 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 is the the ceiling that that I would see or that I would project for Memphis basketball as of now. I mean, you never know; things can always line up your way in the uh, in the NCAA tournament and. You know, it happened that way for FAU last year. They they get uh, FD, FDU in the second round, yeah. and that it just as easily could have been Memphis if not for that turnover by Kendrick Davis in, in, in the final minutes there. So, uh, I mean, if, if they get a similar path um, like the one that was available to them last year, yeah, they, they can make a run. Um, you look at the AAC, and I think there's a real chance, you know, Memphis, if they are able to keep this trajectory up, I mean, we're talking like a – 15 and three, 16 and two, you know, type of league run here. Um, I mean, that's just kind of the team that I think we're looking at. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know what's the rest of the league look like. I mean, we know, we feel pretty confident that FAU is, is going to be pretty, pretty good. Like they've not shown any signs of slipping, but like beyond that, like, I, I don't know, but I mean, you know, I look at UAB's gone through, like they've had a, a, a tough stretch, but like, they still early in the season they played Clemson to a point. Like, does that mean? Like, is that going to be a team where you know maybe it's a tougher game than you think? But uh, I'm with you, man. It just feels like it. Also, feels like with this team, every time that I've kind of expected them to maybe have the old brain fart stub of the toe, they've avoided it. Like even the, like I'll take even the Ole Miss loss. Like that wasn't really like a brain fart. That was Ole Miss played a better four minutes to close the game. You know what I mean? Like they 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 hung around, and then the Villanova loss was Villanova shot the absolute lights out of it in the first half. Memphis shot horribly, and like, I don't know why, but I I just put day three of an MTE, like I, I put that in a different category. Like I, I try not to make too much out of that one way or the other because it's the third game in three days. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I I don't feel like that's the same thing as just a, a like a standard college basketball game. Well, I, I go to the Ole Miss loss, and I think that's going on the road, true road environment. Uh, po- opposing team is going to get up for you like Ole Miss did. Those are the types of situations that could be a, a yeah. trap for Memphis this season because when you go to SMU or you go to North Texas or you go to UAB, they're they're going to give you their best shot because in all likelihood there's going to be a, a number next to Memphis' name. They're going to be ranked. Uh, you're going to be hearing about them. It'll be the game that they get their student section the rowdiest for. And, you know, you're going to have to go and perform on the road in an unfamiliar environment. I mean, literally an unfamiliar environment. You're talking about uh, new teams in your league that – You haven't even played in these that, gyms before. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't even know where the visitor's locker room is uh, at a lot of these places. And now you got to go win on the road, getting their best shot. You know, so th- there are going to be some, some hurdles and some challenges along the way. And – you know, I think if, if you go 15-3, and three, right, that, that assumes that you split with FAU. Maybe you pick up a couple of road losses along the way and you take care of business at home. I mean, I, I don't know that I see anybody other than FAU that I really believe could go into FedEx Forum and beat Memphis from the AAC this year. Like, I, I just don't know if I see it. And maybe there's a bad matchup, a team that I've not had eyes on yet that – plays in a style that really messes with Memphis, you know, but, uh, you know, Temple has been that team uh, maybe over the years sometimes, but 
I don't know who that team is. If well, it's hard, is. to your point, it's hard to imagine a team that stylistically would, would give them fits more than what they just played the last two, UVA and Clemson. Yeah, teams that like to slow it down, uh, you know, get them out of the fast break yeah. and, and whatnot. And Memphis was just able to overpower those guys with, with athleticism and with speed, and I think they'll be able to do that uh, throughout the AAC. But, of course, I mean, you get teams that, that get hot from three on a given night and all bets are off, right? Because Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, that, that can happen. But the good thing is Memphis has insulated itself from some of that stuff. I mean, they could still lose. I mean, heaven forbid, like they could still lose five more games and, and, and make the tournament because they're, they've got some meat on the bone, uh, which so often they've not had at this point in the calendar. And it's a credit to the schedule and it's a credit to the fact that uh, he recruited an older roster. Because if you were trying to play Mikey Williams as your starting point guard right now, you really think you would have beaten Virginia, Clemson, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Michigan, and Missouri. No, like you would have. And you might have had a locker room mutiny. You would have. Uh, so it, it's actually you know really worked out pretty well. I mean, this is what he's going to have to do. I think moving forward, I think he's found the formula. It's schedule aggressive in November and December, and have a roster with the vets who will actually be ready for those games uh, because you know Memphis plays the inverse version of what most teams around yeah. the country do. I mean, they are, no, they're they're, they're, they're like, kind of Gonzaga Gonzaga-ing it. That's exactly right. So, uh, but it's it's been fun to watch. I mean, last night was great. Like uh, watching watching the Tigers get it done, and then and then I had uh, had like HBO up on HBO Max up on the laptop watching Jaw do his thing, and uh, that was pretty freaking spectacular as well. It felt really needed. You know what I mean? Like it I don't know I don't know what your attitude has been. It's been kind of tough to turn the old Grizz games on. Like if I, oh. I I I thought about this. If I if it wasn't part of my job, I was asking myself, would I actually watch? And I think the answer was yes, because I still watch the Cardinals games this year. And to be honest with you, flipping on the Cardinals this year was not super fun. And I feel like that's the answer. But you know what I realized? Like last night. That was a game two nights ago you could have turned off at the half. Like, when they, when the Pelicans had that big run, you could have flipped it off. You, you at least checked out the third quarter because Ja was still there. Yeah, I was. I randomly had the Grizzlies on the other night while Ja was still out, and I saw, like, Jake LaRavia, like, stumble <laughs> over himself while missing a layup. And, and I just turned it off, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't need this in my life. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like – and honestly, part of keeping Cardinals games on is like, it's in June and July. What else? You know what I mean? Like, you might as well just have it on as background noise. But, like, if, yeah. you had, if you had other games to watch, which oftentimes we do right now, it's like, why, why do I need this? Like, I, well, yeah. what is this doing for me? Yeah, Jaw is going to save the uh, the Grizzlies ratings, not to mention their season. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, that was, that was so awesome to see him. I mean, that's just ridiculous to come back. When you have it, when the rest of the league has been playing for two months and all you've been doing is pick up, to go out there and dominate a game in the fourth quarter like that. And, like, I know he didn't want Taylor Jenkins to call the the timeout when, when they got the ball back with nine seconds left. But I think it was good that they did because that just gave him another chance to get his heart rate down just a little bit because you know the conditioning is, just isn't there yet. Uh, but, man, for him to uh, to go in there and get that bucket amongst the trees, it was just – it was like, oh, okay, everything is going to be okay uh, with the Grizzlies and in our world. It is also a reminder of – Man, does one player make a massive difference in this sport? Like it feels like more than any other sport, one player matters the most. Well, Jaw allows 
role players to actually be role players. Yeah. <laughs> because all they don't have to create, they don't have to create offense for themselves. Exactly. All the frustration that we've seen around the young wings who are struggling, Zaire and Roddy and LaRavia and those guys, like, because in Conchar, you know, the list goes on, uh, like all the frustration about the minutes they've been getting and the roles they've been forced into, it's because they've been needed to do more than what they're capable of. But when you put the superstar back in, everything else like kind of clicks back into place. And that was, that was a great reminder of that last night. All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, bud. Hey, same to you, man. I appreciate it. That is, of course, David Cobb of CBS Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.